Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the second part of the program being Madrasa on A. Developing Islam in Me and this is Sha'aban edition. Like I said, it is the 8th of May coinciding with the 11th of Sha'aban. And yes, the time is definitely flowing in terms of where Ramadan is concerned. It's just around the corner. We've got like a few weeks left before we start with Ramadan hitting us, inshallah. But then also coinciding with that, I do have my guest in studio. And that is, of course, special guest, none other than Molina Shabir Haland, who was teaching at the Darul Ulum in Strand. And he studied under Molina Taha. Hakaran, and thereafter, Amalna then branched into teaching at Darul Arkham Islamic High School, and that they lasted for six months. Alhamdulillah. So, Malina, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi Malina, how are you doing this afternoon? Um, I'm doing well, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Malina, shukran so much for taking time out and to being here on the program, being Madrasani, developing Islam in me. You know the drill by now, ready to send through your questions on 072-238-0712. Alternative, you can Sidran SMS to 47913. With us being in Shaman and the month of Ramadan around the corner, we are focusing on fasting. We're focusing on so. So Maulina will be looking into that, inshallah, defining what fasting is, as well as branching into being fasting and the definition, as well as whom fasting is compulsory upon. So if you do have any questions in relating to what the topic of discussion is this afternoon, inshallah, you can send it through to WhatsApp as well as to our SMS line. And I now hand over to Malina to Bismillah Malina. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Allahumma iftah lana bil khair wa akhtim lana bil khair waj'al awaqiba umurina bil khair biyadika al khair wal afiyah innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Alhamdulillah today as was mentioned we will be, dis- we will be discussing the chapter of Kitabu Siyam the book on fasting. Alhamdulillah we are quickly approaching the month of Ramadan. I think if I'm correct we have about 23 days left 23 days left before the month of Ramadan starts Alhamdulillah Ramadan in itself when we speak about fasting what is the meaning of, of the word siyam of the word fasting when we speak about fasting fasting in itself has a literal meaning and then it would have a meaning which is basically a legis a, a meaning which which speaks about the legislation of fasting the 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 the, the shari meaning of fasting when we speak about the, the 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 literal meaning of fasting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to this literal meaning of fasting when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran inni nadartu lirrahmani sawma allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to maryam alayhi salam when maryam alayhi salam gave birth to the baby nabi isa alayhi salam and she was a bit shy to go back to her people with a baby. Allah says to her that, O oh Maryam, when you come back to your people, do not say anything. Do not speak. Be quiet. Tell your people, Inni nadartu lirrahmani sawma. I have taken an oath with Allah that I will be fasting. What type of fasting was Allah speaking about here? It's not the fasting of abstaining from food, abstaining from drink. This type of fasting, what Allah is speaking about, it's the literal meaning of fasting. It means to abstain from something. Abstain from anything, whether it is speaking, whether it is eating, whether it is drinking. Whatever, any type of abstinence would be relating and speaking to the literal meaning of the word siyam. However, when we speak about as-siyam, 
um, in the in the Shari meaning, in the uh, uh, legislative meaning, then it takes a whole different meaning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding the month of Ramadan, Allah says in the Quran, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتِ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْهُ When Allah speaks about the month of Ramadan in a... In a legal sense, Allah speaks, when Allah speaks about Siyam in a legal sense, Allah specifically refers to the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically refers to the fasting in the month of Ramadan, the abstinence of food and drink and sexual relations in the month of Ramadan. This is a specific meaning only relating to the month of Ramadan. So as we said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions literally siyam means abstinence from something and when we speak about siyam in relation to the month of ramadan it means it means abstaining from food and drink it means abstaining from sexual relations it means um, from sunrise from a specific time until a specific time sunrise in the morning until sunset at night this month of ramadan when we're speaking about Ramadan and we're thinking about Ramadan, we ask ourselves when did Ramadan, when was Ramadan legislated as a as a as an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The month of Ramadan was legislated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and made compulsory on the believers in the second year of the Hijrah. In the month of Sha'ban, like we are now in Sha'ban. In the second year of the Hijrah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the next month, Ramadan coming, will be a month of fasting. That the Ramadan coming from the onset of the month, from when you sight the new moon until you, you sight the, 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 the new moon of the end of Ramadan, that month will be a month of compulsory fasting. This happened in the second year of the Hijrah. Perfect. Alhamdulillah. As we mentioned before, Ramadan, Siyam, the word Siyam refers linguistically to abstain, abstaining from something. Then we mentioned that the legal meaning of Ramadan, the Shari meaning of Ramadan is to to abstain from all those things that break the fast. From is from Mintulu il Fajri, from the rise of the sun in the morning, Ila Gurubi Shams until the setting of the sun that very day, Ma'aniyatin Maksusa with a specific intention. Then also we mentioned that Ramadan was legislated in the second year of the Hijrah. Remember the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Makkah in the Meccan period of, 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 of history when we're looking at Ramadan when, when, when it comes to, to Seerah and history in, in the Meccan period Ramadan was, wasn't a, a compulsory there wasn't any compulsory fasting there wasn't a month that we were fasting in, in the Meccan period when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam however when he made Hijrah from Makkah to Medina when he entered in Medina he found in Medina uh, different communities. From among those communities, there was the there was the the Muslims, the new people that embraced Islam, the Ansar and the Muhajirun that left Makkah already before Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they were staying in Medina. When Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam entered, he also found Ahlul Kitab. There were Jews staying in Medina also, and the Jews and the Christians of that time, they were all fasting. They also knew about fasting. They were also addressed with fasting by their prophets. But the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we might have, we, we might all know about fasting, but 
the special gift which Allah gave this Ummah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was this month of fasting in the month of Ramadan filled with all the, the, the blessings and the, and the virtues that accompanies this month of Ramadan. This is a special gift that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and by extension to his, to his Ummah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah says, Ya ladina amanu, O those who believe, kutiba alaykum musiyam. We have made fasting compulsory upon you. Kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum, as we have made fasting compulsory on those before you. So we see from this Quran, like when Rasulullah entered Medina, there were people fasting. Allah says in the Quran that O oh, the Prophet, O oh, 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 Muhammad, that we have made fasting compulsory upon you as we have made it compulsory on the nations before you. Then Allah goes further. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes further. Allah tells us and Allah gives us the reason why Allah is making the month of Ramadan compulsory upon this ummah. Allah gives us the reason why Allah is giving us the gift of the month of Ramadan. And what is the reason? Allah says, La'allakum. Perhaps when fasting this month of Ramadan, perhaps you will attain unto a certain quality, a certain sifa, a certain quality that is called a taqwa. So the object of Ramadan, we learn from this ayah that Ramadan was a Ramadan was an, a form of worship in the nations before us. But for the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ramadan is a special gift. And then also we learn from this ayah that the object that Allah gave us this gift of Ramadan was so that we can attain unto, unto, unto piety. Ramadan is not only an order from amongst the orders of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah legislated this month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it from amongst the integral pillars of Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Ramadan the month of Ramadan fasting in this month an integral pillar of Islam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith that bunyal islamu ala khamsin that this deen of Islam the Islam that me and you we know today Bunya ala khamsin. It has been built or it rests upon five pillars. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam carries on to explain what are these five pillars. And the first of these pillars is shahada Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. The first of these pillars is on which Islam, the canopy of Islam, rests upon, is bearing testimony and recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believing in the risala and the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the first pillar. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam further goes to say the second pillar of Islam, the second integral part of Islam is وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَةِ is what is to establish salah, is to establish salah. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam further explains to us that the pillars on which Islam rests upon. The first was recognizing and believing in Allah and and um, accepting the risala of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second was iqami salah, establishing salah. The third is ita'iz zakah, the giving of, of zakah, the paying of zakah. And the fourth pillar of Islam which Allah speaks, which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks about in this hadith is the pilgrimage, is, is the hajj. This is the fourth pillar of Islam. And the fifth pillar, 
The fifth pillar in line is Wasawmi Ramadan, is fasting in the month of Ramadan. When we look at the example in this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam speaks and he mentions and he says to us that Islam has been built, Islam rests on pillars. If you look at a canopy on a house or you look at a building and it rests upon certain pillars, if you remove any one of those pillars, it will definitely result in the collapse of that canopy. That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ He doesn't speak out of his own accord. إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُحَىٰ Everything uttered by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is nothing but wahi, revelation that has been revealed to him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is explaining to us the importance of the month of Ramadan which is about to dawn upon us. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam likens it to that pillar that if you take it out, if you remove it, or if there's a weakness in that pillar, it could result in the destruction or the collapse of the entire building of Islam. So, as we said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also another instance regarding the legislation of Ramadan. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in in the masjid one day, Masjid Nabawi, and a Bedouin comes into the masjid, and um, he hears about fasting, he hears that fasting is such an important pillar of Islam, and he comes into the masjid, and he says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, أَخْبِرْنِ مَاذَا فُرِدَ عَلَيَّ اللَّهُ مِنَ الصَّوْمِ Tell me, O Prophet of Muhammad, what has Allah made compulsory upon me of fasting? What is Allah made compulsory upon me of fasting? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replies Siyamu Ramadan The fasting in the month of Ramadan From this we understand that the month of Ramadan, first of all, it is compulsory to fast in the month of Ramadan. It is compulsory to fast in the month of Ramadan. And secondly, Ramadan holds such a position in Islam that if it is removed or if there is a weakness in this fasting of ours or if we do not give Ramadan the necessary importance that which has been given by Sharia, then we will find a weakness in the entire deen, in, in, in our entire, entire Islam. In our entire Islam. So, when we treat Ramadan as a pillar, when we treat Ramadan as an important and integral part of deen, we also have to understand when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislates a matter, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes something uh, uh, um, compulsory, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always accompanies it with an objective with a reason why Allah is making it compulsory. So when Allah says in the in, in, in when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when Allah makes fasting compulsory in the month of in the in the month of Ramadan, when Rasulullah sallam speaks about salah in in in, in 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 this hadith when we're speaking about the pillars of Islam, wa iqamis salah, Rasulullah sallam says that salah is an integral of 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 deen. What is the object of salah? Why is salah being made compulsory? Why is it why is it being made a pillar? Allah says in the Quran, what is the special quality that a person attains when he performs his salah correctly? When he performs his salah correctly on time, Allah says in the Quran, Inna salata, that verily the salah, tanha anil fakhshai wal munkar. If we treat salah as a pillar of Islam, if we treat salah as an integral of Islam, and we attach to salah the importance that it 
that it deserves. What will Allah give us? Allah says, Inna salata tanha anil fakhshai wal munkar. The special effect salah will have on our life is that it will remove and uproot from our life every type of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we perform salah correctly, if we perform salah as it ought to be performed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a special quality. Allah uproots all that bad qualities, all that evil sin, all that evil all that evil found within ourselves, Allah uproots that because of the salah. Likewise, the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in that ayah that the special gift Allah will give to that person that fasts the month of Ramadan, that gives due importance to the month of Ramadan, that prepares for the month of Ramadan, and he fasts that month as it ought to be fasted, Allah says, Allah will give him la'allakum, Allah will give him a special quality Allah will give him a special gift and that gift is he will become of those who has taqwa those who has taqwa those who are God fearing those who are always aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those people who has recognized the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we spend this Ramadan coming in the next 23 days, if we spend the next 23 days preparing for Ramadan, and we spend our Ramadan, inshallah, this Ramadan of 2017, we spend it in such a way that we earn and we become a, a muttaqi at the end of this month. Respected brothers, we have achieved something which is highly regarded, something great and big in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, what is taqwa? What is this taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in the, in, the, in the Qur'an? What is this taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in the Qur'an? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, I've made siyam compulsory upon you, la'allakum tattakun, so that you, become, that you can attain the quality of, of taqwa. What is taqwa? Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. He, this narration comes in in the tafsir of Ibn Kathir Hadrat Umar radiallahu an Umar ibn Khattab he comes to Ubay ibn Ka'ab radiallahu an and he says to him oh Ubay give me a definition of the word taqwa what is the meaning of taqwa Ubay ibn Ka'ab replies oh Umar have you ever traveled in a thorny road have you ever, ever had to cross a thorny path Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu replied in the affirmative and Sayyidina Ka'ab radiallahu anhu Ibn Ka'ab radiallahu anhu said to Sayyidina Umar that how will you how will you walk across this road Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said that he would carefully walk through this road after having he would lift up his clothing he would be very careful. Now, we're now looking at the first SMS that came through from the number 2370. It says, can a person have sexual intimacy after breaking their fast, for example, after Ishai? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and Allah addresses in the Quran in Surah Baqarah, ayah number 187, Uhilla lakum laylata siyama arrafathu ila nisaikum. Hunna libasun lakum wa antum libasun lahunna. عَلِمَ اللَّهُ أَنَّكُمْ كُنْتُمْ تَخْتَانُونَ أَنفُسَكُمْ فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَعَفَا عَنْكُمْ فَالْآنَ بَاشِرُوهُنَّ وَابْتَغُوا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَكُلُوا وَشَرَبُوا حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمُ الْخَيْطُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الْخَيْطِ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجْرِ ثُمَّ أَتِمُّوا الصِّيَامَ إِلَى اللَّيْلِ وَلَا تُبَاشِرُوهُنَّ وَأَنْتُمْ عَاكِفُونَ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَقْرَبُوهَا كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ آيَاتِهِ لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ 
Yattaqun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses this question in the Quran. And Allah says, It has been made permissible for you the night preceding fasting, at night time when you have broken your fast. It is permissible for you to go to your wives and engage in sexual relations. They are a clothing for you and you are a clothing for them. From this we understand that it is permissible at night to have relations with one's family. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has expressly permitted this in the Quran. Malina, shukran so much for that. The other questions from our WhatsApp number says, Assalamu alaikum. My question, a, Muslim, a woman that breastfeeds a baby of three months, can she fast in the month of Ramadan? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Regarding the lady that is breastfeeding or the lady that is pregnant, it is permissible for that lady to break a fast. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, Inna Allah ta'ala wada'a anil musafiri as-sawma wa shatra salata. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has overlooked for the musafir, for the one who is traveling, that the fasting and a portion of salah. Yani Allah has made salah, Allah has allowed us to shorten our salah. When you are traveling, Allah has allowed us to shorten the salah. And if you are traveling, Allah has allowed us to eat during the month of Ramadan. And Rasulullah goes further in the same hadith, وَعَنِ الْحَامِلِ أَوْ الْمُرْضِئِ أَصَّوْمَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has overlooked, Allah has made it permissible for the hamil lady, for the pregnant lady, or the breastfeeding lady, Allah has made it permissible for her to abstain from fasting. Now, it's not as easy as, as just being permitted to eat for that day. Ladies, when it comes to when it comes to breaking the fast in the month of Ramadan, eating in the month of Ramadan because of either breastfeeding or being hamil, she either breaks a fast because she fears her own health or she breaks a fast because she fears the health of the baby. If she breaks a fast because she fears her own health, she fears that she's weak, she's got the baby that she's that's taking, that's sapping her energy, and uh, um, or she's breastfeeding and the, the, the breastfeeding is causing her weakness. So she fears her own health, that if she should fast, she would become weak and she would become sick. Then it is permitted for her to fast, and all she has to do thereafter is pay in the day which she left out, which she ate. However, the lady... The other lady, she doesn't really fear for herself. She fears for the baby. She fears the life of the babies at Rescovia. She's breastfeeding and uh, there won't be enough milk to, to, to satisfy or satiate the hunger of the baby. So because of that, she breaks a fast. When a lady breaks a fast because of the baby or because yeah, because of the baby or any other reason outside of her own self, her own necessity, then she will have to repay that day and she will have to pay a penalty. She will have to pay a penalty for missing the day in the month of Ramadan, which is called a fidya. Shukran so much for that, Maulana. And then there's another one that came through. It says, Salam, Maulana, what is the ruling on making a fast of previous years for women who did not make up their fast before the next Ramadan is due, due to hide? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, a lady that that has hide like this is the fast of 2017 and usually the ladies hide is about seven seven days one week and in that week she doesn't she's not allowed to fast it's not permissible for her to fast so she abstains from fasting she has until the ramadan of 2018 to pay in that seven days which she must in this ramadan if if she does not pay in the days because of laziness or she doesn't have any real reason she was just neglectful then she still has to pay it in. That days does not fall away, but added on to that will also be a penalty, a fidya for every day that she must 
for every day. So if she missed seven days, then she has to pay in that seven days, and she has to pay a fidya, a penalty for every day that she missed, and she delayed until the next Ramadan, and that will carry on. If she she misses, she, it's four, five Ramadans back. She had seven days of Hayd, and she doesn't pay it in. And one the next Ramadan comes, and then the next Ramadan comes, and then the next Ramadan comes, and then she realizes, hey, I have many days to pay in. She has to pay in those days, and she has to pay in a penalty for every year that has passed by, for every new Ramadan that she went, that she that she uh, uh, witnessed, for every new Ramadan that she witnesses, she has to pay a penalty for that Ramadan. Excellent. The last question, Molina, if a lady who did not pay her previous fast in after Nifas before the new Ramadan, what is her fidya? She's not ill at all. Okay. If she didn't pay in, a lady is allowed to eat in the month of Ramadan. She's not allowed to fast if she's in, the, in Nifas. She's not allowed to fast if she's experiencing a hide. But when the month of Ramadan finishes, then it is compulsory upon her to repay those days that she missed. If she delays until the next Ramadan comes, she has to pay a, a penalty. She has to pay the, the feed and that will multiply uh, as the Ramadans come. As, uh, the longer she's neglectful, the longer she delays in paying, uh, the more the, the penalty will be. Shukran so much for that, Molina. That then, then wraps up our question section. For now, we have got about uh, six minutes left to the program before we wrap up. So I will hand over to Molina to continue with Molina's talk in terms of that narration. Bismillah rahman rahim We were speaking about taqwa. We were speaking about taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making the object of the month of Ramadan the achievement of the quality and the sifa of taqwa. What will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give that person that achieves taqwa? What is taqwa? First of all, we said what is taqwa? We were speaking about Sayyidina Umar an asking Ubay ibn Ka'ab an, what is taqwa? And he replied to Rasulullah in saying to Umar an, in saying, Umar, if you had to traverse or if you had to cross a thorny road, how would you how would you cross that road? Umar an replies that oh Ubay, in crossing that road I would lift up my garb. I would be careful of every footstep. Where I place that footstep so as not to hurt myself or to rub my clothing with the thorns. And then Ubay ibn Kaab says, oh, Umar, that is exactly what taqwa is. That being very, very careful about our actions, being very, very watchful about what we do, how we spend our time, how we live our life, and trying our utmost best to abstain from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In essence, what is taqwa? Taqwa is having such a recognition of Allah, such an understanding of the of the sifat and the qualities and the greatness of Allah that it drives us to abstain from every disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever achieves this, whoever achieves taqwa, whoever achieves taqwa and becomes a muttaqi, a person who has, who has achieved taqwa is called a muttaqi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept immense rewards for that person. Allah says in the Quran, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whosoever becomes a muttaqi, whosoever achieves taqwa, Allah says, Allah says, I will make for him a way out of every difficulty. Every single difficulty. So if an individual attains taqwa, all our problems, today the ummah is facing, we are facing problems that we have never ever seen before. We are facing political problems. We are facing problems in our society. Many of us, we have financial problems. Many of us, we have problems in our family. We have problems with our children. We have so many problems. The Muslim countries are in so much difficulties today. This quality of taqwa, 
The first gift that Allah says that Allah will give a person who attains quality, this quality of taqwa, this is the solution to every problem we are facing today. Allah says, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهُ Whosoever becomes a muttaqi, يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Allah will make a way out for him, a way out of every difficulty. Allah will make a way out for him, out of every difficulty. وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And Allah says, Allah will provide for him sustenance from sources and avenues which he never expected these, the, the sustenance to come from. And when Allah promises us something, وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلَ Who is more truthful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make a promise and ever go against His word? So, this 23 days leading up to the month of Ramadan is very, very important. It is of utmost importance that we prepare ourselves for the coming month of Ramadan so that we spend this Ramadan coming, inshallah, in such a way that the day before Eid or the night before Eid, it is maktub and it is written that Shabir or Muhammad or Ibrahim, he has achieved that quality of taqwa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, via that quality, via becoming a muttaqi, Allah will make every difficulty disappear out of his life. Molina, shukran so much for that. Just before we end off officially, there's one last question that came through. And this says, Assalamu Molina, what is the fidya a woman can pay Kanala? Okay, the fidya is decided by the Muslim Judicial Council. And I don't know if they have released the amount for this year. I don't know if they have released the amount for this year. If I will find out, inshallah, and then tomorrow I will give the exact amount how much it is for. For this year, the year of 2017, inshallah. Inshallah. We have then now come to the end of the program. And yeah, I want to ask Marina maybe to make a closing dua for us as we are going to be ending off the program with just a minute left to 4 o'clock. Bismillah, Marina. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, Salatu wa Salamu ala Ashrafil Anbiya wa Sayyidil Mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Nabiyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala Alihi wa Ashabihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكن عذاب النار اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وَاجْعَلْ أَوَاكِبَ أُمُورِنَا بِالْخَيْرِ بِيَدِكَ الْخَيْرُ وَالْعَافِيَةِ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ اللهم إنا نسألك خسن الخاتمة اللهم اجعل خاتمتنا على الإيمان اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل ما يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وَزَيِّنُ فِي قُلُوبِنَا وَكَرِّهْ إِلَيْنَا الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوكَ وَالْإِسْيَانَ وَاجْعَلْنَا مِنَ الرَّاشِدِينَ وَاجْعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ وَاجْعَلْنَا مِنْ إِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّنَا رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ عَمَّا يَكُونُ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, the voice there of Molina Shabir Halland. From myself, Yasmina Peterson, and everyone on board, Abadjah Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Madrasa on A. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.